This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Of course, we got a big game for the Rangers tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Win or pretty much go home. I know there have been teams that have come back from 3 nothing down, so it's not impossible. But if you really want to dance with that, uh, I don't think you want to play with that if you're the Rangers and you want to get it done. You're home. You've won back-to-back home games uh, in the last series, so you got a little bit of a good taste in your mouth going into this game at the Garden. What you don't want to have happen is what happened in Game 3 of the Montreal series where you laid a complete egg in the first home game. You do that, and you're pretty much dead. There's a lot of good things the Rangers did in Game 2. I know you harp so much on three and a half minutes to go in the game, and you should. You've got to play 60 minutes, but the Rangers were dominant in the second period. What they showed me is when things are clicking, they're a better team than Ottawa. They can overwhelm the Senators. They can get in the zone. They can break the trap. They can spend time in the uh, offensive zone of the Ottawa Senators. They can beat Craig Anderson, who was very average in his 6-5 victory uh, in Game 2. So the Rangers have to hearken back to what they did in the second period. And it is very similar to what they did to turn around the Montreal series, and that is play your game. And playing your game is with speed, spending time in the offensive zone, because this defense leaves a lot to be desired at times, let's face it. And when they're on their heels and the offense of the Ottawa Senators or the Montreal Canadiens or whoever they've played so far in the playoffs gets into their zone, they're going to get opportunities, and that defense is going to break. So they've got to play their game. They can't worry about how do we break the trap, just break it. Get in there, get your opportunities. You can beat Craig Anderson. That was something that we learned in Game 2. They can beat him. Get opportunities, score goals, and when you have to tighten up, tighten up. And that's why I think the one change I'd like to see from Elaine Vigneault, and we don't know what he's going to do for Game 3. Does he put Tanner Glass in? Does he put Klein in for Holden? The one thing that I would like to see is that he makes Shea and Smith the second pairing. I think that's going to be very important because they're just better. They're better than Holden and Stahl. So I want them on the ice in a big spot. I want Shea to be able to get more minutes. He's a better player. He's young, so he might make his share of mistakes, but is he going to make more mistakes than Holden has made so far in these playoffs? What got lost in the Game 2 Defeat was how well Brady Shea played. He broke up that three-on-one, comes back the other way, scores a goal to make it 5-3 that should have been the dagger, but it wasn't. So that's the one change I would see. If you want to put Tanner Glass in for a little bit of toughness, that's fine, I guess. If you want to put Klein in for Holden, that's fine, I guess. But the one big adjustment I would love to see this team make is have Stahl and Holden be the third pairing, give Smith... And Shea, more ice time. You can't have what A.B. said at the end of Game 2, that he lost Smith. Can't lose Smith. He's too important a player. And I understand he hasn't been here that long. He came at the deadline. I understand that Shea's a kid. But sometimes you got to ride your kids. Edmonton's doing it with Connor McDavid, and I'm not putting Shea in the same category, but we saw what happened in 2012 when the Rangers made the run to the conference finals with Chris Kreider. Sometimes the younger legs, the fresher legs are better. You live with the mistakes, but what this kid can do offensively and what he can do defensively I think could overshadow some of those mistakes. And Smith is a veteran that can compensate for some of them. And if you're spending time in the offensive zone, it's not going to matter anyway. So let's see if the crowd is engaged. They were very much engaged in Game 6. I'm sure the fans are going to be a little bit nervous to start. But the Rangers historically have gotten off to slow starts, gotten off to slow starts in both these games in this series. And a lot of it came from taking too many penalties. They took three penalties in the, in the first period of Game 2. They took three penalties in the first period of Game 1. We saw a lackluster at times they came out in the Montreal series in the first period, especially in that Game 3 at home. 
got to get off to a fast start. The fans will stay with you if you're off to a fast start. That's what they need to do. Step on. Big second periods. Got to continue it. Kreider, big second periods. Got to continue it. Need to see a little bit more from Rick Nash. Roll the four lines, A.V. Be the team that you've been. Don't get discouraged by bad periods or bad moments. This is a good Ranger team. And we saw the best of the Rangers in that three-game winning streak against Montreal, and it won them the series. We saw the best of the Rangers in game two uh, in the second period. Need to see more of that. If they play 60 minutes the way they played those 20 minutes in game two's second period, the Rangers will win tonight, and they will win this series. I am not going to rule them out. All they did was lose two road games. Now, I know you flip-flop the Rangers when you talk home and road because they've been a better road team, but they've been better at home. Back-to-back wins in the Montreal series. Get back on track. Make this a best-of-three series. You know they can win in Ottawa, so I don't count the Rangers dead yet. But lose tonight, they're on a respirator. Now, the game last night, the only game in town, Washington-Pittsburgh. Washington survives, but Washington went through what the Rangers went through in the latter stages of their game not being able to finish, and Pittsburgh is able to get the job done in the last couple of minutes, ties the game up on a couple of goals in the last two, and they lose in overtime. Shattenkirk scores the goal after Daly commits the penalty. But the big conversation, I asked you for your tweets at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct, the Crosby injury. As of this recording, which is just after 1 o'clock on Tuesday, we do not know the extent of Crosby's injury. We're likely not going to know the extent of his injury unless it's so devastating that they rule him out for the rest of the playoffs. He's such an important player, and they always keep this information so secretive, we're probably not going to know. The first thing you fear with Crosby is a concussion. He suffered a ton of them early in his career, and it certainly affected him. And this will affect the Pittsburgh Penguins if they can't play without Sidney Crosby. Yes, they've got Malkin. Yes, they have Kessel. But without Latang, if they're missing Crosby... Boy, that's a blow. It takes it takes um, the best center in the world away from the Pittsburgh Penguins, which affects his wingers, which affects all the other players around them. Rust, can he do the same thing? Can Gensel do the same thing if Sidney Crosby's not there? So it's devastating to their power play. It's devastating to their team. As a hockey fan, put your passions away for the team that you root for. If you're a Capital fan, if you're a Ranger fan, if you're a Senator fan, or if you're a team out west that's fantasizing about maybe playing a Pittsburgh Penguin team in a big spot without Sidney Crosby, it does not help this sport when the best player in the world doesn't play. It just doesn't. I mean, this sport just cannot afford to have this. Now, let's dissect what happened. Right now, the villain in Pittsburgh is Matt Niskanen, and he committed the cross-checking penalty to the head of Sidney Crosby. Took a five-minute major, game misconduct. He was not suspended. I think it's the right thing. I actually believe the NHL got this right. Penguin fans can flip out of me all you want, call me a biased Ranger guy. Well, you think I have any love for the Capitals either? I have a love for this sport, and I like it called correctly, and I think they got it right across the board. Penalty, yes. Game misconduct, sure. The star player gets hurt. But uh, any disciplinary action beyond that I just don't think is warranted. Watch the replay. Crosby is falling down. Watch Niskanen's eyes. He's not even looking at Crosby. He's looking to the play. So as a hockey player, just put yourself in that situation as anybody. When a body gets thrown at you, you're going to raise your hands up. Crosby's head is not where it's supposed to be because he's falling down. He's near the upper stomach of Niskanen. 
So when you say that the head was targeted, you're never going to be able to get the full intent from Niskanen because he didn't have to go after Crosby as if he was standing up. He was in a prone position falling towards Niskanen. And if you look at the replay, Niskanen's not even looking at him. So you can't say that the head was targeted. You can't say that Crosby was targeted. You can't say it was intentional when Niskanen is watching the play. So I think the National Hockey League got it right. You've got to be responsible for your stick. And the cross-check caused an injury. So if you want to give a game misconduct, I can live with that. But a penalty, I think the NHL got it right. Where I think everybody has gotten this one wrong, and it hasn't been discussed and it hasn't been talked about outside of Rob Rossi in Pittsburgh, who's a great columnist in the Penguins for the Penguins. I think he's went over the top with his opinion, but he's entitled to that opinion. He's been covering the league for a long time, is that Ovechkin is really the culprit in this. It was Ovechkin's slash to the upper body of Crosby that caused Crosby to lose his balance and fall into Niskanen. Not being talked about. Why did Ovechkin slash at Crosby? Now, was it an awful slash? Well, it was enough to knock Crosby off of his skates and into Niskanen. Should it have been a penalty? Absolutely. You can make the case that that should get disciplinary action. Now, it won't because the head wasn't targeted and it's just a slash, but when you look at why that play happened, Alexander Ovechkin is the guilty party, not Niskanen. Now, I don't want to see Ovechkin suspended the same way I don't want Sidney Crosby to be hurt for the rest of this series. I want the star players to play. And we've seen slashes to the body not get the reaction uh, by the officials. What was it, Gallagher slashing Nash in the chest or McDonough in the chest in the first round? I mean, those did, that would not cause injury in and itself. If, if Niskanen was not there, Crosby wipes out, no harm, no foul. So I'm not going to suspend Ovechkin. But if you really want to get upset and if you really want to find a guilty party in Crosby prone on the ice and then eventually leaving the game and not returning, I think it's Ovechkin more than it's Niskanen. So Washington survives. Shattenkirk gets the goal. It's always big when the guy that you acquire contributes because Shattenkirk has been a solid player, but I'm not sure that he's giving or getting exactly what the Capitals thought they were going to get in that deal. But the biggest goal of his life comes to really make them survive. If they had lost that game, they're not coming back from 3 nothing down. They're not coming back after blowing a two-goal lead late. Uh, that would have been just devastating to the Washington Capitals. Now they find new life. Yeah, they got to work on making sure that they take care of business by keeping uh, uh, these leads. But I thought Holpe was very good. I thought he bounced back. In the last two years, Holpe is 9-1 in games after he had been pulled. He'd never been pulled in the playoffs before, but I thought he played well. Uh, Kuznetsov is a guy that nobody ever talks about when you talk about the Washington Capitals. But I thought he was uh, very good. Obviously, Ovechkin has been good in this series as well, but you just hope. Put all, I know everybody hates Sidney Crosby outside of Pittsburgh, that he's a diver, that he's a whiner, that he's a complainer. I get it. But he's the best player in the world. Why would you want the best player in the world hurt when you want this sport to thrive and survive? You don't want to see LeBron James get hurt in the NBA. You wouldn't want to see a playoff series with the Washington Nationals and Bryce Harper unable to play or Trout unable to play with the Angels. You want to see everybody healthy and to play well. Uh, how great would it be if Pittsburgh were to take on Edmonton, Crosby versus McDavid? You want to see these guys healthy. It doesn't look good when he's got a history of concussions. Maybe if uh, if they keep him out for the rest of the series, he can come back if Pittsburgh were to win. 
But any long-term problems with Sidney Crosby, as much as you may dislike him, as much as you can't stand him, it's good for the game to have him involved. It's better to hate him on the ice than hate him off the ice. All right, let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Yehuda says, how important is it for the Rangers to roll four lines? A.V. Willing, Willing played with basically ten forwards all of game two. One of the reasons why... I thought the Rangers would beat Ottawa's their depth. But if you're not going to play all of your forwards, then you don't have the depth. If you're not going to play your fourth line, if Lindbergh and Bushnevich aren't going to play, and then you saw JT Miller kind of get nailed to the bench late in the game as well, well, then you're not a deep team. I think the Rangers, Yehuda, calling the games, being around the Rangers all year long, this team is at their best when they're offensive, when they're aggressive, and they're rolling four lines. That's why I was against having Tanner Glass play in the postseason because it's hard to roll four lines when you have a player like Glass who's limited offensively. Bushnevich is going to make his share of mistakes, and I think that's why he was nailed to the bench because a mistake late in the game in overtime can end up costing you. But at the start of this game, the idea has to be for Elaine Vigneault, whoever is in the lineup, to roll those four lines. All I ask him is to elevate... Shea and Smith, I think they deserve it. Ghost of Tex Rickard says, uh, Sid skates full speed, hit by OV, tumbles to Niskanen. What was Niskanen supposed to do? He reacted, mirror or minor cross-check hockey play. I agree. That's what Barry Trott said. Mike Sullivan after the game didn't want to address it, which leads you to believe that he was against it. I understand you want to support your players, and I understand that when you have a vested interest. I was listening to the play on the radio driving home from work, and you should hear a guy that I really do respect in Phil Bork, you know, just obviously ripping Niskanen for the play. Yeah, because your heart's in a certain place if you're a Penguins fan, if you're a Capitals fan. I'm neutral. I'm a hockey fan. And I thought that that was a hockey play. I agree with uh, Trotz on that. And Guy says 87 hit number two, cross check with intent, maybe not head, but he was planning to cross check. Um, Eddie O says, reaction, I'm not sold. I am, Gee. I really think that the player is coming towards you. Think of yourself as a hockey player. If somebody falls into you, he wasn't looking. I think that's what I look at. He, Niskanen was not looking at Ovechkin at the time. I think it was a reaction play. And talking to a lot of players around the National Hockey League, they agree, especially defensemen, that that's a reaction play. Sam Diaz, even though Caps won... Does giving up two goals in less than a minute affect Hopi's confidence for Game 4? We really don't know because he wasn't tested in overtime because it was so early in which Daly took the penalty and then Shattenkirk scoring the goal. Uh, but they won the game. I think that's what you take with you if you're the Capitals. You forget that you blew the two-goal the two goal lead. You won the game. You won the game you had to win. You won in Pittsburgh. Hopi played well. I think for a team that's dying to try to grab whatever confidence they can, that they will take the latter stages of what happened in that game in overtime and not what happened uh, in the latter stages of regulation. Uh, Anthony says, I put it more on Ovi. Niskanen was a natural reaction. I didn't think it deserved a major, but it was to the head. Again, I got no problem with the major. Err on the side of caution there. Um, you knew that Crosby wasn't going to return. Uh, but I, I, a suspension, I think they got they got it right. Um, Rumatone says, the hit on Crosby was a playoff hockey play. It is unfortunate considering the magnitude of the player. I agree. It's unfortunate play. But I don't think we can overreact to, oh, it's Sidney Crosby. He could be out. Let's you know nail Niskan into the wall or Ovechkin to the wall, where if that had happened to you know a lesser player, uh, Kunakel, then we wouldn't care about it. You don't want to get into that kind of garbage. 
Um, but I thought it was a hockey play. I thought it was a penalty, and I thought the league, I actually believe, and I'd be the first to tell you if I didn't think the league got it right, I really do believe that the league got it right. Liam says offense needs to continue scoring. Dean needs to tighten up, and Smith and Shea need more ice time. I couldn't have said it better, Liam, myself. I completely agree with you. That definitely is the direction that I think the Rangers need to go. There's one other game in the NHL tonight alongside the Rangers and the Senators, and that's the Blues and the Predators. That's a 9.30 start. Um, Mike Yo hammered his team after the game three loss, said they played awful early in the game, and yet it was a 2-1 game late. I mean, this is a very competitive, two really good goaltenders going, a lot of world-class players uh, Tarasenko's a world-class player. Uh, Subban and, and Yoshi are world-class players. Roman Yoshi, of course, one of the best defensemen in the league. You heard Ryan Ellis get pumped up by E.J. Raddick yesterday on game misconduct. I just think the Predators have more star players than the Blues do. Uh, the Blues can hang around, and I would not be surprised this ends up being a long series. But right now, there's a reason why the Predators have only lost one game in the playoffs. They're 6-1, and one, best record in the postseason, might be pound-for-pound pound the best team in the National Hockey League right now. Uh, if the Blues want to win this series, it's a must. They're not coming back from 3-1 down. So if the Blues want to make this a competitive series, they have to win the game tonight. So I think you've got two have-tos tonight in the National Hockey League. I think the Rangers have to win. I think the Blues have to win. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I like the home teams tonight. I think the Rangers will bounce back. I think Hank's going to play well. And I think the Predators lay the hammer down on the St. Louis Blues. we got two games tomorrow with the Capitals and Penguins. That should be a lot of fun. And then the late game, Ducks and Oilers. So we'll be back with you again tomorrow. Um, uh, this is a story that's going to be ongoing with Sidney Crosby for sure. So as information comes down, maybe some people are a little bit late to the party as far as game misconduct is concerned. And if you want to weigh in your two cents, it's not going to go away. It's still be topical tomorrow at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Maybe I'll try to get a couple of guests surrounding this as well. If it turns out to be a big deal, if Sidney plays tomorrow, then it's not. But if it ends up being a long-term injury, this is a story that is not going to go away. So back with you tomorrow. We'll recap the Rangers and the Senators, Predators, and the Blues. We'll get an update on Sidney Crosby. We'll preview the two games coming up on Wednesday. You can follow us on Twitter at Don LaGreca. You can follow us on the ESPN app and iTunes, and we encourage you to subscribe. Again, we have a lot of people that are joining us on a national platform, and we appreciate it. We always want to hear from you. Back with you again tomorrow. This was the Tuesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.